0: Welcome to inside a boat ladies and gentlemen my name is dave jones i'm your host uh you know thank you for tuning in this is it's really fun i i honestly sometimes i go around and i don't even know who listens to it but thank you if you're listening i appreciate you um thank you for hearing me babble and do all kinds of stuff and ask a bunch of people really interesting people questions uh so anyway let's let's just get started i mean we have a really special guest today where hopefully this info, uh, information on this podcast will help people that are in the housing market right now and currently you know going through it whether you're under contract where you are trying to get under contract hopefully this information will help you and i think we have one of our abode experts here to share some information but before we get to our expert today um I want to give a talk about the data point. So what I'm looking at is the uh, federal housing finance agency's top 100 metro area rankings, uh, the housing uh, pricing index, the house price index, I'm sorry. Um, And, you know, so let's take a look at that. And it basically what it does is it calculates the quarter by quarter appreciation of homes based on uh, you know, price and things of that nature. So the housing price index, the top five, uh, and this is for actually Q3 of 2021 and no, wait, which one is this? Yeah, that is Q3 of 2021. Sorry. I don't got my stuff together here. Um, number one, clocking in at number one was Boise city in Idaho at 37.3% year over year. Appreciation and quarter over quarter appreciation at 4.4 percent. And this is again for Q3 of 2021. Uh, let me just make sure that I'm right there because I don't want to be giving you all the wrong information. Yes, that is correct. That's what it says here. Um, number two is Cape Coral, Fort Myers, Florida at 34.7 percent. quarter-over-quarter, 34.7% year-over-year. Austin, Round Rock, Georgetown, Texas is in at number three at 33.8% year-over-year and 3.3% quarter-over-quarter. Phoenix, Mesa, Chandler, Arizona, 28.9%, and they're at number four, and that's year-over-year. And then five is Stockton, California, 28.8% year-over-year, Appreciation. Where does Tacoma, I mean, that's probably what you're asking. Like, okay, I don't live in all these places. Maybe some of y'all do, but where does Tacoma, Washington, Lakewood fall? Because that used to be in the top five. Well, we fell down to number 30 at 20% year over year housing price index appreciation. So, I mean, that's still a lot, you know, like that's, 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 that's a lot. So if we're number 30 in Boise city, Idaho is at 37.3% year over year appreciation in terms of, uh, from quarter three, that's a lot. We don't have the Q4 numbers just yet for 2021. So this is just inf- interesting information. Seattle Bellevue Kent area actually came in at 44, uh, 18.2% year over year. So that's interesting. Uh, Portland Vancouver Hillsbor- Hillsboro. Oregon, Washington area, 17% year over year. And they clocked it at number 52. So, I mean, we have, you know, a lot of our area is still appreciating pretty well. And, you know, so that's what this t- conversation today is about. We want to talk about like ways that we can help buyers and sellers uh, navigate this market. It's, there are opportunities, there are things we need to do. And yes, that's why you do need a, need a realtor when you're navigating this market so let's get into my guest today uh so my guest today has been a real estate broker she's been a designated broker she's been a managing broker she's been a mom she's been a all kinds of things i'll let her tell it she likes to talk a lot so this is perfect to have her on the show welcome jenna ross
1: thank you thanks for having me (laughs) i i do like to talk a lot
0: (laughs) now i want to i want to preface this by you you're the one that told me that not the other way around
1: yes yes that is that is accurate but everybody that knows me would agree to that wholeheartedly okay okay. i just want to you know
0: (laughs) i just want to make sure people know i'm not trying to be like mean or nothing like that i'm not trying to call you out but um so how's everything going right now how are you doing
1: I'm doing well. It's uh, you know, we made it through the holiday season and and both of the birthdays for both of the teenagers um, in December, and uh, just had a had a couple weeks of of peace and quiet kind of at the house. Not a whole lot was going on. I closed out my last uh, transactions of 2021 towards the end of December, and then had. A couple weeks just yeah. to relax a little bit so and then uh, everything kicked back off again and uh, it's been rolling smooth and and quick uh yeah for the start of the year and
0: well that's good you know we just we're all doing the best that we can right now that is true you also have someone new that you added to your little situation there don't you
1: um well so uh Crystal, I'm assuming is yeah, yeah who you're yeah, talking about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. Want to... <laughs> I don't know what what situation are we talking about. Um,
1: yes, yeah, so she uh, worked part time for me um, throughout 2021, and um, now that we're into 2022, she is she's full time. She's actually passed her real estate licensing exam. Yeah, and we're just we're just waiting for the Department of Licensing to finish processing everything. Um, but she's she's on full-time she's learning all the ins and outs yeah. and is a is lot. a great help with everything everything yeah
0: yeah and i say she was. I, I forgot that she's not new but like new to us in terms of like how we yes she's yeah we brought, her, we brought her brought her kind into of of the fold you know? like, yeah yeah um all right so let's get start getting into our questions what are you seeing on the market right now with your buyers and sellers like um and 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 I, I did start this like uh, full disclosure. We are recording this a little bit earlier than when it's released, but we have been through these markets. You've been through these markets before we've been through these markets before. What are some things that you're telling your buyers and sellers to help them navigate this market?
1: So one of the things I like to tell everybody on, on both sides is that it is, yes, it's a fast paced market it, it moves quickly the inventory uh, tends to be outpaced by by the demand but but it is moving mm-hmm. it's you know we are we are up uh, a little over 12% year over year in number of homes sold mm-hmm. in Pierce County up a little over 15% in Thurston County yeah. people are people are buying and selling and they're they're having success you just have to be prepared and yeah. and ready to move quickly and you really have to take the time to slow down in the beginning to come up with with your priorities with the areas that you're willing to compromise
0: yeah. and
1: where your hard boundaries are right so that when uh, properties do come up at that point of the, you know then you're just the, the the price for that property and the value yep. for that property you're not you're not running through the whole gamut
0: right you know your wants and needs kind of and so when it's time to make that decision you just make it you just go yep yep let's go let's go
1: yes yes so yep. so that's kind of the biggest thing and and for sellers as well you know yeah it's it's moving <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be okay um but we have to just like buyers have to do we have to prepare we have to come on at a at a smart price we have to still do some prep work to the house because you're gonna get that um, double or triple or, or more over um, in, in return on investment by just doing the work to prep it. And right, right. So um, that's the biggest thing is just just take a breath, prepare well. <laughs> Yeah, and you're gonna your life is gonna be so much easier yeah. as you navigate through it.
0: Yeah, that preparation is key, and that's that's why they hire people like you. You mentioned something that um, in what I was listening, to you say there is an opportunity in Thurston County, though. I mean, I, I think that you know when we look at buyers, and and one thing that we had talked about, or we've been talking about in the office is you know as we get into this, people are going to have to start to maybe depending on your financial mm-hmm. situation how high you can go, and we'll have a question on that later. Um, might have to start looking at opportunities in other counties. Is there? Have you seen people making those moves down to Thurston County from like maybe Pierce or maybe widen their geographic range of where they want to buy?
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's it's a it's a way to make your dollars stretch a little bit further mm-hmm. if you have some flexibility in in where exactly you want to land. Right. Um, because yeah, you can get a little bit further out or or stretch into an area that's that's not as competitive right now. I mean, there's, there's opportunities everywhere. It's, it's knowing, it's knowing where to look and it's, it's slowing down enough that you're not just racing past them like other buyers are doing and, and recognizing them and, and moving on them.
0: Yeah. I hear my wife outside and we're in the office and she's probably going to barge in here pretty soon. Um, that would be miss Ann Jones. (laughs) And maybe we might have another guest on this one, who knows an unexpected guest. Um, so. Let's say, let's get into a scenario real quick. So let's say you have a buyer who has missed out on a couple homes because they didn't have the extra funds. Maybe on their 22 AD, they got beat out. The 22 AD is a form. Actually, I'll let you explain it. You're the expert. What is the 22 AD for someone that might be going to buy a home?
1: So the the 22 AD is a form that allows the buyer to offer to increase their down payment by X amount of dollars or up to X amount of dollars. In the event of a low appraisal, to okay. make up that difference, and if used if used well, um, it adds some some cushion and some security to the seller, and mm-hmm. can can really improve the strength of an offer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, of course, they have to be prepared to pony up that money just yeah. in case if yeah. there if there is a low appraisal. Um, but hopefully, by the time that you are putting in an offer, you you know exactly where that market value range is going to land, you know where the yep. pendings are coming in at. Um, so you do you do the best you can to to minimize your risk as a buyer, but yeah. it, it offers a little bit of cushion to the sellers yeah. and and can be very attractive.
0: Yeah, and, and just so, and I'm, I, I wanted to just slow down there because I just kind of said it because offhand and someone who's listening might not know who's not in the real estate game. And so the point being is that when you're submitting an offer, you're probably going to have to go up to beat somebody else out, and you might go up so high that the, you know, the appraised value of the home might not be exactly where the market is. And so, as a buyer, you're saying, "Hey, I'm willing to make up that gap." Yeah, to a that's, certain amount. To yes. a certain amount. Yeah, yeah you you name a dollar is. amount,
1: yep. and that's that's time. the most you're willing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's.
0: Yeah. And that's something we didn't talk about before the show, but I mean, it's pr- it's good information for maybe a buyer who might be listening and going, yeah, I'm, I didn't know about that. Um, so anyway, what would be what you, so let's say your buyer missed out on a couple you've done the 22 AD, you've put some extra funds down or at least just not down, but you said, Hey, we're willing to go up to this amount and we can cover this gap. And you've gotten beat out a couple times or three times. And that's, that, that kind of, you know, after a while for buyers, it gets tiring. Um, because you get your hopes up and all that. What? How do you counsel folks who are going through that? Potentially, there might be someone going through right now who's listening.
1: Yeah. So the first thing that I would that I would say to anybody in this situation is that everybody is feeling this. Um, yeah. Rarely do we run across buyers that write one offer and go under contract. Um, so it's it's a frustration that is still very hard in the moment. Mm-hmm. but it's it's one that people are, are sharing. so it's not it's not just you.'re <laughs> <It's, we're> all <laughs> yeah. we're all struggling. Um, I would I would also say now let's you know let's let's take a look at the other terms um, and if we've we've reached the max on the 22a that, that you can give up um, are there other terms that we can strengthen? Can yep. we change? Are, are you willing to to give a little in other areas to help, round out the the strength of the offer um if it's somebody that's that's doing a down payment can we decrease that down payment a little bit to add more money to the 22 ad option um and then beyond that are we really focusing on on properties that are going to be the most competitive Hmm. are we are we focusing on on move-in ready properties that everybody's coming at and yep. throwing their money yep. at, um, are there other opportunities that we can get into that were maybe overpriced to begin with and, and therefore yep. sat on the market or yep. sellers didn't do any prep and it's and it's discouraging buyers um, because they think they're paying so much already they don't want to have to do anything after it closes. Right. Um, but sometimes, sometimes there are some some really good opportunities there, and it's and, and sometimes it's as easy as paint and flooring. I mean, it's right. or cleaning. I I had buyers that uh, managed to get in on a property that came on the market too high,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it sat because of that. Um, dark cell phone photos mm-hmm. uh, on yep. the listing, <laughs> so it really did not present well at all. Um, you had to call the seller directly to to schedule, and uh, it's kind of an awkward conversation. I just, and then and then it was filthy. I mean, it. Yeah. it but it was a perfectly good house. It was only six years old. Okay. Um It's a great house. Yeah. It just it just it was like... being overlooked, and mm-hmm. and people were going to houses that were a little more uh, a little more move-in ready and yep. and clean and and presented well mm-hmm. on the MLS, and um, and they ended up getting the house for a little less than the list price. Okay. Um, And then got another big chunk off for some some repairs and maintenance that needed to be done.
0: And this is recently?
1: This is I think it was the beginning of fourth quarter 2021. Yeah. So not too long ago. I mean it was still still a very competitive seller's market. They and they had they had put offers in on on a a couple of places mm-hmm. prior to that and 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 then circled back to this one and and it was it was an opportunity just waiting for someone to to take so um so that's another big thing if if you're struggling take a step back and and see if you're just missing some opportunities yeah and and focusing on on the competitive
0: and i want to reiterate that usually it takes a realtor to make sure that you're that you're doing that uh, I'm, I'm just saying i'm putting that out there um because we kind of do this every day. And so anyway, thank you for that. That That's probably really helpful. Now let's flip over to the sellers mm-hmm. for sellers. What advice do you give around? So let, let's say that you have, you know, five to 10 offers and there are love letters involved. Those things start to come up and we talk about those. We will probably have a podcast on it more pointed, but what, what, Let's say that there's love letters coming in along with the offers. How do you counsel your sellers on that? Or did you counsel them beforehand?
1: Oh, we had already talked about it beforehand. <laughs> Actually, I have a blog posting that's going live next week that's about oh, okay. love letters. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things I talk about when I sit down with my sellers. Prior to, prior to the listing, one of the meetings that we have is just about seller preferences. Yeah. Um, how I can best tailor their listings and their showings and their offer review and, and all of that so that their needs are, are met and, and, um, so that they're kind of in charge of that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I bring up love letters in that meeting and talk to them about and s- Sometimes they get so excited because it sounds fun. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They sound like such fun letters to get. Yeah. Um, but then I, I explained to them the, the problems that we have with love letters and how, um, they're kind of manipulative. I mean, not, and I don't mean that people are, are intentionally trying to, but it's, you know, it's kind of a play on your emotions. And, um, and you know, we're all, we're nostalgic.
0: Yep. (laughs) And
1: uh, you know, you see, you pull out this love letter and people talk about their, their family and maybe they have a picture and maybe their kids are the same age as your kids were when you moved or, you know, or, or they, you know, attend this, the same club or, um, and and we naturally just kind of gravitate towards like, oh, they're like me yeah, when yeah, I exactly. bought this house and yeah. wouldn't it be like I've enjoyed it so much. Um but in reality in, in, in doing that, we are ignoring the the terms of the offer. Yeah. And we're maybe overlooking a a better qualified buyer or, or an offer that has better terms and, and a better chance of closing. Right by by kind of being swayed by this this uh, human element. and so i I tell my sellers really i I strongly recommend that you request mm-hmm. that buyers do not send you love letters. yeah, just just, just write a good offer. Yeah. Um, and if they do, because if they send them, I've still got to present them to my seller. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do send them in, just don't read them until you have looked at the offers and picked the best offer, right. On the on the terms and strength of the offer right and then if you want to go back and read all the letters go ahead yeah um but it's just it's, it's I mean they're just fraught with liability and, yeah, yeah. and fair housing yeah. issues and concerns and um I, I I tell sellers it's really really better off just saying please don't send them just yeah. give me a good offer
0: yeah and, that's, and that keeps it simple, you know, like I think it does. there's already enough emotion, emotions flying around as you're you know, leaving. There's a yeah. lot of sentimental. And so as you're as that seller is leaving, I don't think people think about this, that seller is already leaving and they're leaving a, a piece of their life. And it's in, in some cases, yeah. other cases may not be the case, but in a lot of cases, you know, it's a sentimental place. And so you're already up in your feelings (laughs) like yes you're already up in your feelings already if you (laughs) sell stressed about you're stressed out and yeah it just adds yeah and then for and that that actually goes for buyers and sellers i -hmm. I asked the question about you know in context of sellers but it also goes to for buyers too and just understanding like that there's history behind that and there's actual potential you know discriminatory practice that can happen Mm -hmm. you know so anyway that's good thank you for that um so in your experience though, although it's a strong seller's market, what can sellers expect once they're under contract and in like the in the, the inspection negotiation timeframe? Um, what can sellers c- expect? Should they just be throwing their weight around and really just like, yep, what I say is goes and yada, yada, yada? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and really what, what they can expect um, is going to depend, it's gonna depend some on what preparation they did. Uh-huh. Um, and unfortunately we do have sellers that are kind of throwing their weight around. Yeah. Um, and, and be, they do have buyers over the barrel. Yep. There, are, there are instances where they really can just demand and yep. demand and take and take. Um, and sometimes that works out for them. Yeah, And sometimes it does not. I mean, we have with this, this increase in the, in the seller's market and, and all of that, we've also had an increase in buyer terminations because, mm. They get to a, a point and they have a seller that will not negotiate with them yeah. and is kind of sorry, being a jerk. Yeah. Um and, <laughs> and they're just done. And and they walk out and and it, sellers back on the market. And that's that's okay, but you've just caused yourself grief for, for potentially no reason. Right, right. Um, so you know, prep the house yep. and and do the routine maintenance and and then make the Make the inspection process easy for the sellers. Like make right. it easy for them to schedule. Leave out some bottled water. Like just be <laughs> friendly. Leave a note that that tells them where the crawl space access is or where the the uh, water shut off is. Like just be friendly and easygoing. Um, and you're gonna have an easier time of it. Yeah. And and then, you know, when something comes up later on and and you need an extra two days in the house and you call up you have your agent call their agent and ask if you can delay closing by two days or or have two days post closing or, or whatever uh-huh. um you're a lot uh, more likely to have buyers that are amicable right. <laughs> and will right. be willing to negotiate with you or or it's it's a give and take and it's uh, you know the the sellers that i've worked with or that i've that i've worked on the other side of a a transaction with that have really been pretty easygoing Mm -hmm. and have not tried to take advantage of buyers or or or, or haven't been entitled they've had an easier process yeah and so you know i would
0: i would credit that to your coaching just saying i credit that to your coaching yeah yeah you do a good (laughs) job i would credit that to that um i think that's all of this is great information for people who are in the market right now. And if you're listening, um, you know, just, yeah, if you have to rewind this, go back and rewind it or tune in next week. We might have some more information that might be helpful to you. That's the whole point of this podcast <laughs> on top of everything else and giving you maybe some entertainment and others some and talk about other current events that are happening as well. All right, so thank you for that information. Now we're getting to the fun part. We're getting ready to wrap up. But first, before we get out of here... It's about that time, y'all. We gotta get in the hot take. So, all right, (laughs) we're gonna go hot take. And I, I I actually ask this. I ask one of them more often than I don't, just because it's interesting to me and tells a lot about people and it brings up some things. But, are you ready to go into hot take?
1: Uh, yes, I think so. (laughs)
0: Okay, here we go. Hot take, ladies and gentlemen. All right, first one: NSYNC or Back Backstreet Boys?
1: Oh, Backstreet Boys.
0: Ooh, Backstreet Boys. Any any uh, context to that?
1: I remember You're the first their one. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, running or coffee?
1: Oh man, that one's hard. <laughs> or running or coffee? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I. It's killing me to say it, but I'm gonna have to go running. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> I feel so
1: bad for coffee right now.
0: <laughs> Uh, this one might be easier. Cartoons or movies?
1: Uh, movies, because I can always use a nap.
0: Okay. <laughs> They're
1: long enough I can go to sleep. Yeah, I pretty <laughs> much. If, if I'm
0: going to a movie theater these days, you can guarantee I'm taking a nap. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. You're turning the lights out. You're putting me in a recliner and putting something on the screen. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm out of there. And you give me popcorn? Like, shh, No, yeah. It? I'm a done deal. Totally. All right. Bugs Bunny or Kermit the Frog?
1: Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay
0: last one music or reading reading oh interesting okay that's good that's good well you survived i think (laughs) i need to make this harder i'm gonna this is gonna evolve hot taste definitely gonna evolve into something else as we keep going but anyway how can people get a hold of you if they want to get in touch with jenna ross and learn more
1: yeah so they can um text or call me at 253-283-7568 um or they can uh Check out my my website, uh, janarossrealestate.com Find me on Instagram, Facebook. Um, email Jana Ross at All right. So pretty easy.
0: Cool. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. Thank I'm you. I'm sure you will be on again at some point in time <laughs> <Probably>. this year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for everyone else listening, thank you for tuning in and show up next week. We'll be here. All right. We'll see you. Bye. That is it.